Hello, and welcome to another edition of Forrester's CX Cast. Each week, we speak with an analyst from the customer experience team about their research or discuss a customer experience topic in the news. Along with my co host, analyst Diana Lawfer, my name is Sam Stern. You will hear both of our voices each week. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Forrester CX Cast. This is your host, Sam Stern, and I am joined this week by Vice President and Consulting Director for Customer Experience, Dan Brousseau, in our San Francisco office. Hello, Dan. Hello, Sam. Thank you for so much, so much for speaking with us. You're the, uh, the first uh, non-research person I think we've had on the podcast. Um, I feel privileged. Thank you very much. <laughs> Great. Well, and we are uh, excited to speak to you because I want to assure our clients up front, we're not going to mention names here, um, but the, the work that you and your team do with so many companies to really get down in the weeds and help them transform customer experience, I think is something that is a great topic for, for our listeners. So that's why we're excited to have you on. And I'd love to hear, you know, maybe first about um, what, who are your consultants and, and what kind of work are you doing with, with some of these companies? Right. Uh, so who are our consultants? Our consultants, um, you know, I can go back a little bit here. Forrester has always provided consulting service uh, services, and as you know, Sam, through, through our analysts who yep. have done workshops and small projects. And around uh, early 2013, we formed a, a new consulting organization because our clients were really asking us to go deeper and to help them really implement some of these uh, best practices and capabilities that would advance their strengths in customer experience and, and realize the benefits of, of driving loyalty higher. So um, our consultants are domain experts in customer experience who also happen to have deep backgrounds in, in customer experience. And now we have a, a, a global team of experts that span a, a variety of different disciplines within customer experience and work alongside our analysts and, and data experts and technology experts to deliver much deeper, broader engagements um, in everything from, from strategy to design to measurement and customer data and technology, all aimed at delivering better customer experiences that drive loyalty and business impact. Great. Thank you for that summary. So um, let's pick on one of those topic areas. In my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to hear more about strategy, but... Uh, Guide me wherever you want to, and I'd love to hear. You know, what are the types of questions that you're being asked, and then what kind of work does that lead to? And and, and the questions were, that you're being asked. I mean, what are some of the challenges faced by these companies? Well, you know, your your desire to talk about strategy is spot on, and you know, as I think about what we're hearing most about um, in the past six months or even the past year, is you know, help us understand what our customer experience strategy should be that will really yeah. set us apart in our industry, and. You know, on the flip side of that, we get another set of questions is, okay, uh, if we understand what our strategy is supposed to be, how do we operationalize that mm, so that mm-hmm. doing customer experience well and delivering great experience is an everyday occurrence? Yep. And, you know, those are really the two big domains. Now, it breaks out into many bases from there, uh, but, the, but those are, the, you know, most of the questions kind of fall in those two camps, and they get articulated in lots of different ways. Sometimes in terms of uh, we're, uh, we need to stop being so awful for some companies <laughs> to, uh, to the other end of the spectrum, which is, you know, we're one of the best in the business. Help us rethink uh, the next 
customer experience we need to deliver mm. in two years? How do we get ready for that? Yeah, so they're, can, they're sort of focused on continuing to stay in a leadership position. That's right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, and, and to sort of your point about um, really helping us do this, right, and, and getting more in the weeds, as you said, which was why your, um, your team, this more in-depth consulting organization, was set up. I think strategy is so interesting because often, um, you know, on the research side, we're a little bit guilty of saying you need to have a clear strategy that guides your customer experience activities. And the companies probably by this point, we've been writing about it for years, are saying, yeah, I know that. So help me. And that's where you guys come in. So, um, so you've got these two sides of the coin of, all right, help us define a strategy that is, uh, could differentiate us you know, or could get us, guide us towards um, stopping all the pain for our customers. And then the other side of it is operationalizing uh, that so that we can consistently deliver it on a, a daily basis. What are walk me through maybe some of the the milestones or the steps? I mean, what are some of the activities that can illuminate for a company what is a compelling customer experience strategy? Well, that's a great question, and um, you know, you've written on this, and and other analysts like Deanna Laufer have written on this, and we've really adopted those methodologies into a consulting engagement approach, which really says you you need to understand your customers first, and. Um, you know, whereas before we would do a workshop to identify, hey, this is the right intended experience for your brand, now we have a very disciplined model for engaging with clients that starts with some customer insights to understand what's, what's driving the behaviors, uh, the loyalty behaviors for your brand in your mm-hmm. industry. Yeah. Um, and and when, you, when you come to understand those and understand the kinds of emotions that are really driving a customer's perception of their customer experience, you can use those to art, begin to articulate how your brand promise should be played out in terms of the definition of a customer experience, what we call the intended customer experience. Yeah. What, what, is the, what is the intended customer experience? If you say that this is my brand and this is my brand promise, then how does that brand promise play out in everyday interaction right. across the customer life cycle? And, and more than that, understanding who are your best fit customers, who are the primary customers that you seek to really deliver um, the best customer experience to and gain their loyalty. You know, what, one thing's for sure is that you can't deliver a great customer experience that's all things to all people. <laughs> and I think many organizations get locked into the idea that every customer is a great customer and every single customer deserves a great customer experience. Yeah. While you know, that, uh, notionally that might be true, that's incredibly expensive and hard to deliver in a way that generates business value. Yeah, I think to your point is you probably could, as a company, go after every customer with every conceivable need, but you can't do that on a sustainable basis and, and make be profitable. Right, right. And there's, there's examples of, of, of companies who have tried that and, and are kind of littering the roadside <laughs> um, from trying to be all things to all people and delivering... Uh, substandard customer experience in the process that doesn't really differentiate them. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, what you're, what you're laying out there, part of what it sounds like is almost as important as defining who you are and, and for whom that you, you deliver those services is also defining and being explicit about who it's not for and who you're not targeting. Um, and you said that companies, you know, have a hard time doing that. I, I wonder how you help them through that of, of really saying it's not that that customer doesn't deserve a service or that they might not be a good customer for you, but they're not the best fit for you. 
How, do, how, do you, how does that process play out? Yeah, well, you know, for different companies, it comes in different ways, you know. Um, and in, in some instances, we've articulated what is the intended customer experience for those best-fit customers. In other cases, we've articulated, okay, for different segments of customers, what is the right experience to deliver to them? Yeah, okay. Recognizing that they may be valuable in other ways or they may be valuable as they progress along their customer life cycle. You know, the, the key really is, is understanding what is your customer life cycle, what are those key journeys that you're looking to deliver on, um, and then what is, that, what is that intended experience that will guide how we design those experiences, but also what we tell our employees in terms of how they deliver that experience on an everyday basis. Mm. You know, it really should set the North Star for the entire organization on what it is they're trying to do. And, you know, the real power of a strategy is using it to describe the kinds of behaviors that employees should be adopting uh, to deliver that great experience. Um, and the power of it is also in, in, in you know, what happens in, in different groups that are responsible for service design and UX design and product design so that everything ladders up to what the brand promises that we're supposed to deliver. Yeah, that's a really interesting um dynamic there you're describing, right? Because there's the there's the sort of elements of the overall vision or strategy that are relevant for every every employee in the company, right? To do what you do, if you're customer-facing or not, if you're, you know, in accounting, something completely disconnected on the face of it from customer experience, and here are the behaviors to bring into your job and that are relevant. But then you're also describing sort of these, you know, almost adjacent to a customer experience professional roles like service design or, you know, designers or the, you know, the, the web team, where they have their job day-to-day has an outsized influence on the customer experience. And that's a really interesting dynamic that you're sort of calling out there. I'm wondering if that if that becomes part of the project is, is, is describing how much of an influence different roles or departments have on the, the customer experience. Well, you're, you're hitting on a thing that uh, I think is at the crux of why customer experience is so challenging, and, yeah. and that is that it's everybody's job. And you know, the real tricky part with customer experience is having a way to coordinate how customer experience processes and practices happen on an everyday basis and also how changes to customer experience are coordinated and delivered across the mm-hmm. organization. You know, and for that, we get at things like the customer experience operating model and you know, how customer experience teams are set up and involve all parts of the organization. And um, you know, you're right. It's, uh, it's, it's tricky business to connect the dots between strategy and what people do in their everyday jobs. Uh, but if you look at the top performers, that's exactly what they're doing. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, you know, and that, and to echo what you're saying in my research, I've seen that where the employees need, need it to be really clear and explicit what they can do in their job that, as you said, ladders up to that overall experience. So it's not everyone trying to be a customer experience hero and, you know, make diving catches in the outfield to, to save things, but rather staying and, you know, positioning themselves well and doing their job just with a few slight tweaks in many cases so that they're acting in a customer-centric way. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear, because I think what you're touching on a little bit suggests the importance of uh, measurement as well, right? So to, to help, to measure the experience, to know if, you know, rolling out, operationalizing CX, getting these behaviors set in the right way is leading to better customer experience outcomes as perceived by customers, but also 
you know, measuring some of the elements of what employees are doing to know if they are delivering on these behaviors. So I'd love maybe talk a little bit about um, some of the projects or some of the work that you guys do that gets into the measurement part and how that sort of connects to what we've just been talking about. Yeah, well, I'm really glad you asked about that. I would say, you know, the, the hottest area of demand that we're seeing right now is helping companies stand up best-in-class measurement systems. And, you know, we're, we're, what we've seen is companies that have adopted, like, Net Promoter Score or apply uh, variations of customer satisfaction, uh, you know, or to, to people's goals, to team goals, and on up to executive goals. Yeah. And, and many people are even bonused on these things. What often is missing, though, is a connection between those perceptual scores uh, of customer experience, in other words, what people say uh, they think about the particular experience with uh, what are the, uh, what's going on in operations, in other words, what's, what's driving um, someone's perception of their experience, and then connecting those perceptual scores to, to real business outcomes, the KPIs yeah. that are in the business, like, like retention, um, like um, increase in revenue, like advocacy. And so what we're working a lot on these days is setting up the systems that will capture the data to allow you to do that, uh, but also setting up the dashboards and reporting and even the performance-related performance management systems for what you do with those metrics. So essentially you have line of sight with what we're doing in the contact center or how our website works or, or what's happening in the store to uh, what, people, what are people's perceptions of the experience and then right into okay, well, how does that affect loyalty and the business outcomes we get from higher loyalty? Yeah, no, it's great nuance. I mean, if, if they are, the net promoter scores are going up, um, that's good, except if they're not referring you or except if you're not, uh, as a business, set up to, to, to take advantage of those referrals, right, for, for whatever reason. So it is about ultimately um, giving promoters an outlet to promote you, right, and, and knowing how to capture the value from, um, from those referrals they're making. So it, it really has to translate to business value or it's not, not particularly uh, worth it in terms of, um, you know, business results. Yeah, yeah. What we see is there's a lot of sophistication about getting the net promoter scores. Uh, yes. But when you can, to, you know, uh, unpeel the, the, the covers there and ask questions like, well, uh, do you know financially what the difference between, you know, what, what, what would happen financially if your net promoter score went up by three points? And uh, interestingly, you know, some companies actually do know this, mm. and they've done all the math and modeling to show what happens if we, you know, go from a, a 17 to a 25, or if we uh, move this many people from, from, from passive to promoters. Yes. What, we, what often is missing, though, is why. What, what is going on in the factory that causes people to do that? And so, you know, we dig around in the TNPS, <laughs> Transactional Net Promoter Scores, and we can sometimes draw the inferences there. But it rarely is there a connection between the right kinds of metrics and the, in, in, in what happens in, in the back office to you know, what you're measuring in terms of uh, people's predictable behavior and then right up to you know, the, the financial outcomes. And, and in particular, those outcomes that relate to, to uh, the customer. Are we getting more customers? Are those customers spending more money with us? Those kinds of questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Dan. So let me let me ask you to sort of uh, forecast out here for us a little bit. What 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 does the future look like uh, in terms of the work we're going to be doing with clients? The you know consulting and the customer experience space. 
Um, what do you what do you predict will happen in the next couple of years? You know, I, I think uh, you know as as we mature as a consulting organization, uh, where we're seeing the demand, we we follow our clients, of course, and uh, what we're seeing is obviously the the uh, the integration of digital and customer experience, and mm. really the, the blurring of the lines between the two, so that there really isn't um, a difference. You know, you don't think of them as two different topics. Digital is experience, and experience is digital. Yeah. And to do that right, you need a variety of different skills to come together, uh, an understanding of, of, of brand and the customer, and from the customer on the data side, you need to understand digital business and digital technology, uh, and you also need to understand the back end. You know, so what are the systems of engagement um, and you know, the systems of insight that support uh, a, a well-rounded delivery of customer experience across all digital platforms and also direct. And this is going to become incredibly complex, and some companies will will figure it out. And some companies are figuring it out, and you know they started digital and they started uh, as customer-first companies. Right. Uh, but, the, but the rest of the world uh, is struggling to keep up, and it's only going to get more complex and become faster. And customers are going to become more powerful than they are now, and they are becoming more powerful on an everyday basis. So I, I think the intensity level is rising, and and firms like Forrester, uh, you know, are uh, need to stay ahead of the industry and really bring together many different disciplines from, you know, across data, customer experience, and technology and digital to really be able to help our clients solve these problems. And yeah. that's where we're going. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a great place to, to wrap up on. And, and um, thank, you, thank, you, thank you again, Dan, for joining us. Um, really interesting conversation to hear. Uh, more in depth about what these sort of major challenges, problems are that you're helping companies uh, solve with the consulting. Um, listeners, thank you for joining us again on CXCast this week, and we'll post a link in the show notes to um, uh, Forrester.com consulting page so you can uh, see more about these resources if you're interested. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Sam. Take care. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's CX Cast. We'll post links to the reports we mentioned in the show notes for this podcast. And if you have questions or suggestions, please contact me at s-s-t-e-r-n at forrester.com. And remember, your customer's perception is your CX reality. <laughs>